<laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> okay. Mage Talk is brought to you by Mage Mojo. We know that you have a lot of options out there when it comes to Magento hosting, but we want you to give Mage Mojo a try. Not only do they have the fastest SLA at 15 minute response time in the entire industry, but they will also pay to get you back on your old host if you don't like it. We want to give you this special offer, and you can get the code to get that special offer in the middle of the show. Thanks to Mage Mojo for their continued support of Mage Talk. Mage Talk is brought to you by Turn2. When you get more content and different kinds of content, you'll have happier shoppers. Go beyond basic product reviews and customer content with Turn2. Learn more at turn2networks.com slash magetalk. Magetalk is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Finding a good Magento developer just got a whole lot easier. Visit them online at commercehero.io. Hello and welcome to Magetalk, the Magento Community Podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Kalen. And uh, man, there is... We we started this episode thinking to ourselves, what in the heck are we going to talk about? And now we've got too much to talk about. So buckle up, buckle um, up, and put your seatbelts on. Uh, hey, I, by the way, by the way, real quick, I'm not recording Skype, just Reaper. Cause yeah, Dynex. <laughs> that's I I that's pretty much your default state now. So I've pretty much. Uh, well, I'm, you I'm, say now. I mean, it's it's only been the past two weeks since I upgraded Skype. Up until oh, then, I, I've been the consistent Skype recorder, sir. What do you think about well, Skype? Becoming Sir? basically Snapchat. What is that all about? <laughs> I heard I saw some chatter about the new iPhone apps. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the new Skype iPhone app. Yeah, it's it's doing the it on Android Skype too. It's terrible. App. It's like why would I need Stories on Skype? Why like everything, everything has, stories has Stories now? now. It's ridiculous. Everything has, everything has Stories. Just just get used to it. Magento needs Stories. Okay, <laughs> everybody, go build Stories for Magento. You're going to need it. Stories are the future. I w- <laughs> <laughs> Done. I'm gonna I'm gonna do stories for Magento. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna dev it. I'm gonna start uh uh mage stories. Stories stories gento. Stories gento. No. That's what it'll no. be. No, mage mage stories. Yeah. Come on. Come on. You're supposed to be good at this by now. Progressive web apps. <laughs> um I don't know. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm gonna make a progressive web app for Magento so that I can record stories on my phone and post them into the into the admin in Magento. Yes. Actually, hold on. We may have a, a legitimate business idea here. Wouldn't okay. it be amazing if? Okay, 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 okay. So okay. you know how a customer okay. service leaves comments on orders, right? Wouldn't right. it be so much better if you could have you know if you could attach like something that gives context, like whether it's a video right. or a, like you speaking into a video camera or an audio recording right. that explains the situation, maybe a call center recording, right? right? Something that comes through through your, see, stories from Magento. That, that could be that a real makes thing. makes no sense. That makes I know, no it's, sense that's a terrible, it's a very big stretch. <laughs> Did you see this thing on GraphQL that uh, Alan Kemp posted? Uh, this, so my new thing is asking Kaylin to explain what things are in one sentence. What, it, what is GraphQL in one sentence? Oh my god! Uh, it's uh, okay. It's GraphQL developed <laughs> by I can't do it in one sentence. Yeah, you're, you're just Facebook you're just gonna you're just gonna Google it to no to I'm gonna what you just blipped. You're gonna Google you're it. You're just gonna it. Google it. You're no, gonna no, skinagle it. it. 
Not Google it or Skinagling it. Developed by Facebook, right? To 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 support the the graph API where you can you know query things about users that's hitting their whatever graph structured social network database. And um and so I guess GitHub uh recently used it for what made a lot more sense to me when I was when I read um, I don't I'm not I don't think I'm smart enough to understand uh, Alan's post and all the, mm-hmm. the the ideas in there. But the GitHub post was pretty straightforward. It was like, look, when clients are interacting with the GitHub API or the REST API, they have to string together a bunch of different API calls to get one yes. thing. Yes. So that all of a sudden you're doing all these API calls, a lot of API traffic, da, 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 and Maybe a lot of times the payload you're getting back is giving you a lot more data than you needed. So you're getting a lot more data than you need in some cases sure. and, and not enough data in other, in other cases. So um, putting in these GraphQL queries, they basically do a bunch of joins and things like that for you, yes. whether or not they're real joins or not, I don't know, so that you can send a query to say, hey, give me the viewer, give me the total number of starred repository counts, um, give me, you know, that a couple other things, how many forks have been made of whatever, what are their, their repositories. And then you get that returned back as one API response. Right. Uh, is basically my understanding. So, um, that is precisely it. Yeah. Great job. And it slightly more than one sentence. Thank you. Yeah. That was only like 11 Thank or you. 12 sentences. 11, it was 11 good. and a half sentences. It was 11 and a half sentences. It was like 11 and a so, half. So, um, so I mean, I, I thought that sounded really cool. I looked at the post; there there weren't too many comments. Um, so it, it seems uh, he mentioned the progressive web app, and I'm sure they're thinking a lot about how to. Um, I mean, great example. You have a progressive web app. You want to populate most of that page with as little API calls as possible. Right. Um, so that you know that seems interesting. But yeah, I mean, he posted a lot of the different pros and cons, um, uh, and uh, you know, pretty. Pretty technical, um, but uh, but yeah, seems seems super interesting. So there's there's two things about this. One, I'm I'm really I'm really excited that Alan continues to sort of put things out to the community. Um, I love it, absolutely love it, and I'm glad that Alan's doing this now on the Magento blog instead of his own blog. I think that that definitely puts it in you know the Magento Dev blog. That definitely puts it in the right place. Um, what you my, like Tumblr? <laughs> I like I like Alan's blog. I have nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with Alan's blog. I just I don't think Alan's blog no, it's is a good, it's a good place to have these things consulted. Right, 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 right. For the the I think the the problem is is that this is like fundamentally this kind of community discussion, while it's necessary, is the kind of thing that like I think five people would understand or use right now. And most people in the Magento space are probably gonna wind up reading it like you, trying to learn what it is. And then they're making some decision based on, uh, you know, they're 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 responding based on out of their inexperience and not their actual experience. But like, it, there's an education component here, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. It's just Magento is not a single page app, and it, and we don't have a we're not using like React or some other you know some other framework for lack of a better term like that today. So GraphQL kind of comes out of like that's where GraphQL has gotten a lot of popularity is. You know SPAs that need that mm-hmm. need uh, you know uh, uh, a better solution for for API uh, mm-hmm. REST API mm-hmm. something better than REST you know that's that's a, that's effectively what's come come out of it 
So, so you're but, basically, yeah. Yeah, no, so sorry. go ahead, Summa, summarize. So you're basically saying nobody, uh, nobody understands it. That's why nobody's responded. That's kind of par for the course for all of this stuff. You know, if you look at the PWA um, uh, question, you know, and Alan's tweets about, you know, if we're moving forward, if no one else has anything else to say, I'm like pinging my own team internally because it's like, well, we have things to say, but, you know, we're frankly too busy doing our own stuff. You know, like we, (laughs) we didn't even know that that existed for two weeks. It just stood out there for two weeks. We didn't like, we had no means of, we had no visibility into it. We're not subscribed to the Magento dev blog, like, you know, updates, which is on us. We should figure that out. So anyway, right. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a, it's I a, ch- I mean, it's a chicken and egg problem. It's not, it's not really a, an issue until it's like baked into the core and, and then everybody's yelling about it. So it's that, it's that, <clears throat> it's just that issue that's kind of always existed, but I think they're doing a better job of getting these things out, hopefully getting more and more feedback and traction. And, uh, yeah. so yeah. I, I would, I would, the, so there's one other thing here. Um, the community is amazing. And so make sure that you, you temper what I'm about to say with my feelings, my very genuine, you know, positive feelings about the community. But when the community got engaged on how to make Magento 2 better and what problems do we need to solve for Magento 1 in Magento 2, the thing that came out of it was the biggest problem we have to solve is multiple, is, is multiple classes rewriting the same class. That was, that was the takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, and that themes have problems that they're littered all over the place, right? Right. So, um, so yeah, modules are littered everywhere. Themes are, you know, kind of themes have their own issues. Translation, internationalization, all that stuff has its own issues. But the biggest problem to solve is multiple inheritance. And so we were promised plugins, right? Uh, 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 aspect-oriented programming, you know, the whole before, after, all, that whole paradigm. We were promised all that stuff. But what we got instead was a bunch of really complex concepts like preferences uh, in Magento 2 um, mm. and interfaces and service <coughs> contracts and a bunch of really, really complicated solutions to ostensibly what was a complicated problem. But that complicated problem had a simple solution, which is when you install something that rewrites a class that's already rewritten and it throws an exception saying that that class you know, was already defined, you could Google that problem. Now you have to take 16 extra weeks of training to figure out how to write a plugin for Magento. So the, right, my, my, my right. fundamental problem is that every layer of complexity adds it. Well, it adds another layer of complexity. Every time we go to the community to solve a problem, like our opinions actually sway the way things are built. And I, I I'm like these days I'm, I'm older now. I'm like, I'm, stu- I'm yeah. stupider than I was 10 years ago. I don't, <laughs> right. I don't have the, I don't have the the patience anymore to try to learn very big, large, complicated systems, and I'm I'm trying to figure out like at what point. And nobody got time to learn, dude. I'm serious. I'm you know, and I know that that's a stupid thing to say, but you know, we're not sitting around creating these systems. Magento is creating these systems, and they're create like Magento has to start. Oh my gosh, I have a whole other rant, by the way. Um, but Magento so has to start consuming rants. its own product. They've got to dog food their own product to understand what it's like to look work with it every day. I love and, that idea. I love anyway, um, are they doing that yet? Do they have? Oh gosh, uh, don't get me started. Here we go. I'm not allowed to talk about it. Here we go. I am. I am sworn to secrecy, but I will say this: 
to everybody who laughed at me and to everybody who Skyped me and everybody that direct messaged me on Twitter telling me I was wrong when I said ECG would compete with partners. I'm going to just deliver a very hearty I told you so. And I'll leave it at well, that. Well, I mean, I think it's clear that that ECG is is uh, is scooping up talent. Oh um, no 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 no! It's so far beyond that now. I can't talk ooh, about it. I can't ooh, talk about it. Ooh, uh, wow! Sounds like, sounds so, like some. Well, but here's the I thing. Here's the what thing. I can talk about, just based on public knowledge, <laughs> is that ECG is scooping up talent. I mean, that's for yeah, sure. It's so true. For so, sure. So, you know, on the one hand, that could be good from a dog fooding perspective. Oh, it, it sure, yeah, you'll have a direct line. Feed, you'll, yeah, you'll have a more direct line back to the product team of what's wrong. But I, but I would also say this. Um, if, like I said in, in our hosting discussion, our last episode, if the total pie gets bigger, right? If Magento yeah. gains more market share, there's more builds, there's more sites, there's more merchants. If the, if the slice of the pie that you're focusing on is still getting bigger because the whole pie is getting bigger, then everyone's growing and we're all happy. It's when right. it stays the same or it continues to and it and it begins shrinking and Magento is displacing what used to be products and services offered by ancillary businesses, right? And they're offering solutions for those. That's when it becomes a problem because Magento right. is growing its business and you're not growing yours. And sure. so sure. right now it's TBD. Um but anyway. Okay. GraphQL, okay. exciting. Super interesting. Uh, PWAs, yep. it's going to be cool. Um, yep. Oh, speaking of which, did you see James Zetlin um, mentioned preview, uh, two he was things? mentioning some things, some yeah, tooling, he tweeted, right? Yeah, he tweeted about some new front-end tooling at some point, which was, which I thought was a, a nice little uh, surprise. Yeah, um, nice little nice little, little sneak, little preview. He seems, he seems really excited about it. He also was on uh, Rebecca... Uh, Brockton's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, she's back. Uh, a couple new videos recently. So uh, she interviewed James Zetlin about PWA's progressive web apps. So uh, check I that out on, on the YouTube watch list. I yeah. saw a lot of people really, really enjoyed that. What else is on um, your two watch list? Kaylin? What else is on Maybe my, live conference streams. Live conference streams are on my two watch list. That's for sure. Uh, we kicked. Up I know some that dust Nomad on. is not on your two watch conference. Your two watch list because you never because watch one episode of Nomad. I, I don't have a real media player uh, installed <laughs> on a Windows ninety eight machine, so I'm not. This sure. is this is not how they're delivered at all. It's an MOV. You know it. I know but, it. But they're always at they're always at six o'clock right when I'm having dinner with the family. Sure. What can I say? What can I say? Um, yeah. No, so, right. so actually, so the, the streaming thing started because, um, and I don't know if this is uh, um, on the record or not, but you had said that we might be doing that in San Diego, right? We said that, right? Yeah, we that, said that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I said, said that. I said the vision yeah. is that, you know, the San Diego meetup would be, you know, something that introduces the San Diego community to a, the broader community. And one of the ways, right. one of the ways of doing that might be through like Facebook live. So. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, so anyway, I'm thinking about, you know, Mace Titans, Austin and, and, and stuff like that, maybe doing a little talk and, um, and anyway, I was just wondering, you know, if things are going to be recorded and then, Hey, if they're going to be live streamed. So we were just uh, tweeting about that a little bit and then started having, having the discussion. Well, if you live stream an event, that's going to discourage people um, from going to the event. 
And I don't know, but just my gut is that now you've got different scenarios. You've got paid events, you've got free events. There might be some different dynamics there if there's a paid event and it's streamed for free or whatever. Um, and, uh, and Mage Titan, and Mage Titan's Austin specifically I'm thinking about is a, is a paid event. Right. Um, so, you know, people say, well, um, if they're, you know, if you stream it free, you're going to discourage people from attending. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I just, my gut is that that wouldn't be the case. I mean, you look at music, right? Like, like, like pre-recorded music or like any music that's distributed to a device of any kind is commoditized. The only thing that's not commoditized is live in-person events. And I, I think it's kind of similar-ish with, um, you know, conference content, maybe. Mm. Like the content itself is kind of commoditized. You can watch the videos three months later. And yeah, sure, you're maybe three, three months late getting the content, but that content is still relevant. I mean, you could watch, you could watch talks from four years ago that's still very relevant. You could learn a lot from um yeah it's probably, i mean that is ago. definitely true because that definitely has yeah that definitely has right? uh yeah so i mean so i don't know just my gut is that it would it would actually um i mean we talked about this with uh with your your new york event like there's just really cool side benefits to doing a live event and then still having that content um put out um yeah you're talking so, about merchant to merchant right merchant to merchant sorry yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It just seems like, um, it would be cool, but I, I, it sounds like there's kind of a standard among conference organizers that you just sort of don't do that because I, you know, the common sense thing is, you know, line of thinking as well. That's going to dis- discourage, uh, attendees. Um, so I don't know what, uh, what, what say you, I have a couple of, uh, highly scientific polls that we've put out. Uh, we've got 33 votes so far on this one. If a live event <laughs> you attend was live streamed, would you be less likely to attend? 36% said yes. 64% said no. Um, what else do we got? We have a second highly scientific poll. Uh, <laughs> how many votes does this one have? 41 votes. Would you be more or less likely to attend a Magento event if they streamed it live? 32% said more. 54% said less. And 14% said other, which most of the others were like, it just wouldn't make a difference at all. Like, if I want to go to the event, I'm going to go to the event. Um, so it's but, kind of okay, even split, so, you know. Yeah, but here's, well, depending on how you want to read it. Um, my, my, my suggestion was that there's a lot of context that's important. First of all, you know, how many, like, what? who are you talking to? Right. So a a good example here would be, you know, I know there's a lot of people from the international community that just take a vacation and they come to imagine and they foot their own way and they just come. Right. And it's a good time for them. They, that's what they do. But a lot of companies in the United States, you know, especially like, like what we have at something digital, we have, we have training budgets and like education investment that we, you know, have a budget for every employee every year and a week, you know, roughly about 40 hours of training that you can self, you know, self-direct every year. So the, so for something digital, it would be like, you know, oh, they're going to live stream the, like, I I don't know that this conversation has happened, but I can see it happening of, they're live streaming it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For free. Oh yeah. Well then why would we send you (laughs) 
uh, <coughs> on a plane and put you in a hotel and pay for the conference ticket um, when you're going to get all the same information for free. And, oh, what's even better is then you can still be in the office and we can still make you work. <laughs> right? Like, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. But so. do you – okay. So if if – do you really think that if you're going to spend thousands of dollars – because that's what it is, right? Thousands of dollars between travel, ticket, hotel, it per person, um, on you know, on essentially education training budget. Do you think that that would that's the most effective way to spend it? Versus like, why not pay somebody to come in, give you three days of hands-on training uh, with your entire team? You know, um, that way you could probably spend much less money. You're only flying one person out to you. You're getting hands-on training for your team. Wouldn't that be like, do you like, do you really think it's that effective of an investment just for the content itself? Uh, I do. I know there's people who, who disagree with me. Um, I do think the last, you know, the last couple imagines in particular, the content's been a little weak on the, on the, you know, like hearing stories and hearing, you know, product roadmap and getting to have certain conversations with people is one thing. But See? I, I feel like I, I lose – I feel like I, I haven't walked away from a talk in a little while where it's like, oh, my gosh, I have to get that slide deck from the speaker because there was like four or five things there that I can action right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it could be also that I spend less time sitting in talks and imagine than I used to. So it's probably right. definitely it. Um, at, at the same time, you know, I remember Magento Live – Germany in 2014. Um, Alistair Stead gave this talk. Um, who Alistair is at? What's the name? It was um, not something uh, session. digital. Session digital. Session. Yeah. <laughs> session digital. So uh, he gave this talk at that conference. That was basically like, um, here's all the things that you're doing wrong um, in the, that's making your Magento site slow. Right. And it's like there were 60 some slides that were just every one of them were like, holy cow, that's amazing. Oh, man, that too. Oh, that's great. You know, it was just chock full of, 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 you know, magey goodness. Um, So my, you know, I just feel like I, I do get stuff like that at conferences. And I know Vinay uh, tweeted you and he said, you know, I don't get anything new unless it's a three hour talk. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, he's not. I don't. I would say he's not in the norm because not everybody's V I. You know, not everybody has that level of. You know, he's at a different level. He's certainly yeah. the outlier in all the people that are responding to your your talk. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I, it's not to take it's not to take anything away from uh, from uh, from the content. I mean, I, there's tons of talk, talk talks that have completely blown my mind and given me tons of of tips and and, and actionable tips. But is that content really worth like like the three thousand dollars that you spend on and let's say you have a team of five people, like the fifteen thousand dollars that you spend, mm-hmm. is it really worth that much less three months later when it comes out, like the slides come out or the video comes out? Like I don't think like the like the qual like the content doesn't like lose the value that quickly. So if you're really literally just investing the fifteen thousand for that content it doesn't seem like a good investment. Just wait three months. Um, but, but it's, I mean, to me, it's everything combined of going to an event, there's team building, there's, you know, there's networking, there's biz dev, 
you know, for an agency, they're bringing their team, teams learning, maybe they're getting certified, but then the agency is also doing biz dev. So like it's everything combined that has, you know, the, the value there. There's, it's fun. You're building memories. Um, but when you say it's just the, like, but all those other things are, would not be impacted by streaming the content. You know, I, I still, I still, I still think that like the value of a conference is there's so much value in, in the conference that wouldn't be lost if you, you know, if you streamed it. But yeah, this is going to be one of those like you you think you're going to think about it your way. I'm going to think about it mine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm sort of just worried about the um, the unknown effect. Like, how could you be hurting yourself? Do you have a means of measuring that? You know what I mean? Like, I. Right. Um, could, you know, could it be that, let's say that uh, you barely break even on a conference and 50 people who are going to come stay home to stream it instead. Like, could that, could those 50 people, if they had turned up and bought tickets, could they have saved, you know, the potential of, of losing that conference, you know, right. in the community? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I, yeah. I mean, if I was organizing conference that had thousands of dollars on the line, I'd probably also be like, no, don't stream it. Like, you know, because you, <laughs> you like you want to be more conservative. But particularly if it's a free event, I think there's a, a strong uh, I think there's a strong um, uh, uh, play there where uh, if it's if it's a free event, you know, and you stream live, you're giving the advertisers more exposure, you're giving the speakers more exposure which really what you're trying to do is get the speakers and the advertisers there. Um, so if it's a free event, I feel like it makes a lot of sense to do it. Um, and, you know, and if it's a paid event, but it's 25 bucks or, you know, where it's relatively sure. low ticket, then right. uh, because most events are really paid by the sponsors. I mean, tickets don't really cover most, most of the cost of an event. Yep. Yep. Right. Mage Talk is brought to you by Mage Mojo, a 360-degree customer support Magento hosting company. 360-degree customer support means every facet of your store is under support when you're at Mage Mojo. That's everything from the performance of your store to code level support in the Magento core, and even patches will be applied by Mage Mojo on your behalf without your having to worry about a single thing. They have the fastest SLA in the entire Magento hosting realm, and they'll even give you money to switch back to your old host if you don't like them. I want you to try them out today at magemojo.com. That's M-A-G-E-M-O-J-O.com slash magetalk for a special offer. Magetalk is brought to you by Turn2. Turn2 customers know the power of user-generated content. You can more than double the product reviews that you're getting today with Turn2. They provide rich customer interaction, Q&A, ratings and reviews, and much, much more. Extensions are available from both Magento 1 and 2, as well as a host of other platforms. Find out more today at turn2networks.com slash magetalk. Talk is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Have you ever had trouble finding a Magento developer, whether hiring in-house, looking for a freelancer, or trying to find an agency? We're solving exactly that problem by building a database of developers and agencies with rich profiles, including tags to indicate their specialties, projects they've worked on, endorsements from other developers, and ratings on work that's been completed. If you're interested in that, sign up for free at commercehero.io. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do think that uh, there's something about being 
at an event that's not recorded, that's not live streamed, that's like, you know, you kind of had to be there. Something, something about that, man. I don't know. Like, it's exciting. Thanks right. exclusivity. It's not exclusivity. That's it's true. like makes me want to be there or else I'll miss it and I'll never know what happened there. Like <laughs> I'm going to yeah, have to be nice. there to, to have experienced it uh, anyway. Like um, Skype stories. Like Skype stories. <laughs> <laughs> Skype stories. Uh, I'll bet there, you know what? I'll bet there's a German word for Skype stories, like a really long German <laughs> word. Very well. I, did you like that segue? Was that a great segue? <laughs> that, was be- that was glorious. That was glorious. Oh I, I was looking, I saw some insanely long German words on LinkedIn. And the one was Verwaltungenschlaft. And then I tweeted it. People were like, man, that's not even a long word. I'll show you a long word. <laughs> and then you, get, you take this second one. You take this second one right here. You see that? Try to pronounce that one. Craft. Okay. You got there we that? Go. Craft far jug oft plift. Di- uh, no, I give up. I don't know. I can't. Ah. <laughs> No. I'll tell you right now, neither good. of us took German in high school. I'm right? good at this. All right. But you got to do the third one. We're not no. getting out of here until some. This is terrible. <laughs> I'm going to break this up into every third <laughs> syllable. Hold on. Okay. Many, I think I can do this if I, if I, hold on. Let me do it my way. How many I got letters this. is this? There's so many. Oh, there's, it, it won't fit in a tweet. I'll tell you that. Probably wouldn't fit. Okay, here we go. I'm going to try it, and then you're going to try break, it. You ready? You're breaking the word into like 17 different lines where each line has its own it, it, it's separate syllable. I love it. Okay, you ready? Here we um, go. Rind fleische tik eti rung super va chung sof gaben uber trag skvets. That's so ridiculous. I can't even say, I could, it was was like, I I took like 11 breaths just trying to say that. (laughs) Hey, you have a beautiful language. It's a very beautiful language. This, this segment was brought to you by AOE. No, we should do a, (laughs) we'll do a a new long German word segment. We need to get a German sponsor, man. That that would be, that's some serious value. Wouldn't that be great? A long, long German word segment for a German sponsor. And they'd be like, what is the point of this podcast? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand it. Yeah. Sorry. I don't yeah, know this, this, <laughs> my, uh, I don't know. I have a, speaking yeah, this, of which. The name I of that a... segment would be nine. Nine. <laughs> I don't. Nine. Speaking of um, which. Oh, you hate PayPal. No, I, before I get to that. Speaking I of global partnerships. I have a, no, I have a, I have a client looking for some Magento 2 migration in, um, in Berlin. Berlin. So, yeah, you mentioned that. You know, I, was th- I was thinking about it. Like, you always make a big deal when I, like, talk crap about Magento 2 or, or, or not even talk crap, but, like, talk about Magento 1 at all. But I have all sorts of no, Magento 2 true. work I'm, I'm pushing through. And, yeah, you are. Uh, you know. No, so, I, give, so, I give you crap for never having tried to program Magento 2. Yeah, you, well, that's that's deserved. <laughs> that's deserved. Um, and then, okay. So, okay. So, I was talking to somebody Who's and I've heard this from multiple people. Like your PayPal account will ju- can just get frozen. Like they like they just like decide to freeze your account, right? These aren't like international terrorists or anything like that, uh, to my knowledge. So um, like they just freeze your account and like you just like you know one of the people that's done some work you know just has like you know like a thousand bucks just sitting there that you just can't take out like for no good reason. Um, so anyways, it's um, it's just it's uh, it's annoying. 
Um, yeah, but I hear you. But I hear you. You mentioned you tweeted something about uh, the sponsorship deal we may be in discussions. <laughs> so here's here's what we could do is if they did come on board as a sponsor, we could help them to turn this yeah. around and yeah, solve you these can problems. Help. We can solve and problems. We'll solve, solve global problems. payments, fraud right? uh, management, uh, account hold problems that have been in place for 20 years at PayPal. <laughs> exactly. So we Can you imagine? We would go down to, in history. <laughs> we'd help them to identify and solve those. And then I would become a huge fan of PayPal. And then the turnaround story would be glorious. And it would be better than, than if I was a fan of them from the beginning. So pitch, pitch that to them. I'm sure, they'll, I'm sure they'll be into that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got it. I'm on it. Hey, um, speaking of which, I, I want to call our community out for uh, for sucking a little bit. Um, <laughs> That's all you do. Why? Why is it that no one's created a Wikipedia for us yet? Like for Magento? No, for Mage Talk. Oh, what? You're crazy, you, guys! You got you got to get it. So go. So I want someone right now to go and edit the Ma- the Magento Wikipedia entry and put Mage Talk in there somewhere. You got to get it. You got to get it going, you guys. Come on. That would be good. Counting that would be on you. Come on. You guys got to do this. If I do it, it looks shady. But if I pressure <laughs> you into doing it, that's not shady at all. <laughs> that's, that's not shady at all, guys. That's totally normal. <laughs> totally okay? fine. It's totally fine. Everything's fine. Just every, everybody relax. Go to Wikipedia. All it's right. It's going to be all good. All right. So, okay. so next, 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 next. Next, 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 next. So many things. So many things. What, what oh, can I, we... can I touch on something real quick? Yeah. So um, we're tracking a recent uptick in brute force attacks oh, uh, just across not Magento 1. Just not that. That's the one thing I didn't want you to touch on. Oh, really? You didn't want me to? No, I'm just kidding. Are you serious? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's kind of an important thing. Um, yeah. So it looks like there's a lot of scanners that are that have you know stumbled on some uh, lists of uh, uh, admin URL slugs. Um, it looks like a bunch of them were compiled from like back in the old you know, soupy seventy four oh five days. Like there was a, a couple, there were a couple patches in a row from Magento um, about a year ago that. Uh, uh, fix some problems with payments, I think, like authorized.net and some other payment providers that had means of discovering the admin mm-hmm. URL. Um, but you could exploit it to find out what the admin URL was. And there were a bunch of scanners that went out and found all the Magento sites and got all their URLs and uh, their admin URLs and aggregated them. And it looks like a couple of those lists got published to the internet just publicly. So a bunch of, you know, Hackers are trying to brute force now. Um, so we're seeing it. I've not seen any oh, successful attempts yet, um, but they are physically scanning these lists top to bottom, trying to, you know, trying to find anything that returns a, a 200 okay, you know, on your, uh, on your Magento site, trying to discover the admin URL. So just, a, just a, a word to the wise, if you haven't whitelisted, you know, your Magento admin URL, um, you know, requiring access to a VPN or whitelist it to your office. So it's only accessible from IP from that IP. Uh, get on it. Cause it's, it's a uh, super important. Um, Do you know where that here. list is published? Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you need to get to it, I'll, I've now taken on the additional job of doing show notes. Cause that's apparently what I have to do now to get them done. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, yeah. Going off and getting married. Uh, how dare you? Um, I'll, I'll link it up in the show notes. It's How a long URL. How dare you? Um, 
How, How dare, dare you, you, Rebecca? Okay. How dare you? Okay. Um, it's on buyfreestyle.com, um, which is byfreestyle.com, which is hilarious because byfreestyle.com is a Magento site. <laughs> it's like a Brazilian Magento <laughs> style site. I don't know why this is on there, but it's great. Yeah. Another quick, uh, quick little resource I saw. There's a a thing called Magenizer, M-A-G-E-N-I-Z-R, and they have um, public sandboxes for different versions of uh, M2. Okay. Um, So I don't know. That might come in handy if you need it. Oh, that's cool. Sam, public sandbox for a specific version or whatever. Nice. I need that actually because I discovered hey, a. Uh, hey, here's an idea. Yeah. Maybe they maybe maybe get them to install Unergy, uh, in in their public sandbox demo. How's that sound? <laughs> How's that sound? Is an idea. Oh my gosh! You're bringing it home. I'm stop. I'm gonna stop now. Um. What else, man? Um. I, I don't know. I felt like there was so much when we started this. It doesn't seem like so much. Oh, just, oh, oh! So I've I, got a couple things. So. Um, we have a few opportunities, uh, right now at something digital, uh, to do a bunch of multi-site international work. And it's interesting. Um, I, I I don't know, like I got to talking with Peter Sheldon about this a little bit. Um, it, it sounds like Magento are there. Magento are sort of moving away from, well, I don't know. It's harder in the Magento space, I think, to find a partner that has experience in like every region and locale that you could possibly want to launch into. And it's probably easier to find regional partners that have expertise in those regions. So right. instead of, you know, finding a U.S. partner that has experience in Japan, you would have the U.S. partner build the overall site and then go to the Japanese partner to specifically work on the Japanese, you know, piece. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sounds like that that's the way that Magento is sort of experimenting with breaking up, you know, breaking up uh, or making recommendations in the partner uh, channel. So I wanted to kind of just ask you, you know, what do you like? I know you, you probably deal with this in commerce here a lot. Like, is do you find that most brands that have that are based in North America when they're launching internationally are wanting to find a a shop or a developer that has experience in that area, or are they looking for a regional partner? You know, actually, the the couple of case, a couple of recent cases where I'm I'm talking to um, an agency, uh, not not to the merchant or the brand, and like I have one, for example, in the UK that wants to connect with a an agency or a partner developer in the U, in UAE in the UAE, um, and then I have another case, somebody in I think also in the UK that wants to needs a, uh, like a fluent a Mandarin speaking developer to help out with some stuff. Right. Um, so definitely, you know, pro- seeing that probably a little bit of a lower scale from what, what you're seeing. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something I've, I've noticed. Um, and uh, you know, it, it would like when you're dealing with language issues, right? Like they, they need that partner to interface directly with the client in many cases, if they need them to speak Mandarin or, um, or whatever. So, um, so yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely something that I'm, that I'm thinking about right now as well. Um, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I definitely get when there's a language barrier. I, I also think that, you know, I heard, um, uh, Michael Turk, um, from who actually, I, I believe just, uh, got a new job. He used to be at Flagbit. 
I think he's at Diglin now. Um, but Michael gave a talk. Uh, he's, in, he's doing a Spriker. He's working with a new platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing a totally new. Yeah, he's doing a totally new platform now. I think uh, they're they're uh, they're big on Spriker these days. Um, but I gave him a talk. Or, I'm sorry. I, I heard him give a talk. Um, at Meet Magento Spain, I think when you and I were there in 15, uh, 2015, he gave this talk about um, internationalization and globalization have, having, you know, going into all of the things, not just the the text translation, but, you know, the actual like social impact, you know, like, um, you know, the significance that color and and word choice and, you know, sort of even even the way that your categories and sort orders are are set up, you know, different from region to region. So there's a lot more than just, you know, changing the text. Right. Um, right. And so obviously, I mean, uh, and I've talked a little bit about that, but I'm, I'm interested to hear maybe people in our community can, you know, listeners of Mage Talk could give your feedback. If you were going to hire an outside partner, would you choose a local partner, like local to you in your region that, you know, speaks your language that has experience outside or would you rather hire a, an agency in the region that you're launching into? That's, those are the two choices. Maybe you could put up a Facebook, a Twitter poll since you're the king of Twitter polls, man. I could, I mean, I've already done two today. There'd be nothing to stop me doing a third. (laughs) No, I mean, what I like, what I think is that it'll, it'll follow the relationships. Um, Mm, you know, so mm -hmm. the brand already has a relationship with, with one agency that's going well. They say, Hey, we want to, cause like when the company first told me like, Hey, we have a client, we want to find another agency in UAE. I was like, why would they want to pay both agencies? But it has to be because they have a good relationship with you and they want to keep that. And, you know, they want to, they want to expand elsewhere. You also have like, you know, agencies that are a little bigger, like in Vika, for example, I, uh, I found out has a, a, an office in Germany um, and things like that. So you've got some of these agencies that, you know, have different local offices and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, but I, I would imagine that would be the way it would roll. Like, you know, you have a good relationship with the initial agency, you want to stay with them and then just bring on some resources to help with, with other, with other things. But, Oh, yeah. I had one other cool thing I want to mention. Sure. Um, so I was talking to um, somebody about uh, somebody that does some freelance work about starting to, to subcontract a little bit. And I did an interview with Laura Falco about how she's a freelancer and, and with your commissary helped her to, uh, to start to do some subcontracting. So she did her first subcontracting and stuff. And I was talking to somebody else and, um, uh, and they were saying, well, I kind of want to, uh, dip into that. I was like, cool. Like, do you, like, what, do you have any concerns? Like, well, I don't want to like have to worry about like setting up the business account and all this stuff and subcontracting and a business checking account, da, 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 handling payments and legal and all that. And I was like, what? Well, what if we could do? What if we could do this? What if it could basically be a subcontracting relationship where you're dealing with the client, you're managing the developer, you're picking the developer, hiring them. Um, and managing their work, reviewing their work, all that kind of thing. But the client pays you both separately uh, through Commerce Hero, and you get some of the you get some of the margin from what the subcontractor is making. Mm. So it's essentially this. It's essentially all of the benefits of subcontracting. You make a little bit of margin on their work, um, with none of the deck downsides of having to figure out all getting all that businessy stuff set up. Um, up front for freelancers that are just wanting to start to dip into it. 
Um, so I literally just thought about that today and I thought that it could be, could be kind of a cool thing for. Dude, that's, that's kind of a cool idea. I, I always love different business, like pricing models, like different ways to be, to like, I always love that. Um, in fact, I'll, I'm going to spill the beans a little bit. I've, I've toyed with the idea of like, why isn't there, this is completely out of left field, but why isn't there a Magento, um, plugin company? who just act, offers access to literally everything that they have. You can install literally anything that they have as long as you're paying like, you know, 50 bucks a month. Like, why doesn't that exist? Seriously, that it, doesn't exist? That doesn't exist. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like, you're, like, you're totally right. Like, that should exist. <laughs> that should, totally <laughs> that should exist. exist. Like, why do I have to pay you $300 a pop every time when, you could pay, when I could pay you $50 every month for the next 10 years? Oh, like, my I, God. And then they'd be able to really focus a lot more on on the quality of extensions. I mean, yep. they'd have yeah, they'd have, have recurring tons revenue, recurring, of recurring revenue, recurring customers. Yeah. Oh my god, be insane. Anyway, anyway, so don't take my idea. I'm going to make that business now. If you um, make it, call it Nucleus. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, kind of similar. Rest a in peace. A little bit similar. <laughs> it is, it is a little bit similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I mean, we're like, we're, we're, we're giving you so many ideas, like seriously, like build that. That's one idea for you. Idea number two, compete with Unergy, like seriously, like they're they're killing it. But if there's a competitor with some different licensing and whatever, you'd be in good shape. Um, And here's idea number three. Uh, There's a product called Kit CRM. Actually, my buddy, uh, Michael Bauer uh, with Celery has a little podcast and uh, he's actually a big, yeah big fan of our, our podcast, really good dude. And, um, he did an interview with them. It's basically an, like an AI bot that helps you with your Shopify specific, just to Shopify. It helps you to, uh, the, I mean, the long-term goal is it like sort of does everything for you. It's like an employee that like, whatever you want to do with your store just does magically does for you. <laughs> um, but like the main focus it has right now is like setting up Facebook, um, ad campaigns. Um, and I guess doing a little bit of email marketing. Um, so you connect up your store and then you say, um, and then I'll just make this quick. You say, you know, Hey, set up some ads for me. And it looks at your product catalog and it figures out the campaign and it figures out the creative for you, which I'm assuming it just grabs your product shots or whatever. Um, so anyway, it's kind of cool. So that's idea number three. Somebody should build that for Magento. Yeah. Somebody just needs to build that for, for Magento. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, so, so this exists for Shopify. Like I wish like there's, ah, man, I feel like that there should be like some means of, I don't know, by the way, if you do go to kit, sorry, crm.com kit, crm.com, it's really cool. Um, the idea of the product, super annoying trying to figure out what they do because you have to watch them pretend to type, uh, on the screen. Um, I'm like, just give me all the effing information. Like, just let me scroll down. Like, let me skip this, this fake typing and let me just get to the, the meat and potatoes of it. Like, that's kind of the thing with chat bots is, I know. It's like know. as nifty as they are, you're like, Dude, just, just let me just see everything. Just like, let me see it. Let just, me just, just let me see like, it. Like, let me just, you know, I don't know. It's, it is what it is. All right. Well, so. we love you guys, but we got to go. Uh, it's been great. Thank you so much for listening. Kaylin, you got any last words? Um, last word is, um, uh, uh,
What, what was that German word? Schande, friggin, schagen, friggin, friggin. Flogen, schnurgen, schmiegen, schagen. That's terrible. That's, the last that's word. just awful. That's, You're now making fun of a language. That's that, seriously no, insensitive. Here's my last word. Panda sucks. We'll oh, yeah. Why. I forgot. We'll oh. explain why next episode. Ooh, next episode. All right. Later, man. Have a great week. Yeah.